everybody and welcome to another episode of Afros and Ankara. My name is Ekub and I am your host on this podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with me. I really do appreciate it. Today I'm a little somber um, just because I, I just kind of wanted to talk about, continue talking about my feelings about the protesting that's going on in Nigeria um, in terms of and SARS and, and SWAT. So that was what we talked about at the last on the last episode. I just wanted to continue with that. So with this op, um, episode, we're not going to have a black woman win, nor are we going to discuss a queen, um, just because this protest and the revolution that's happening in Nigeria right now is really just heavy on my heart. Now I am not an expert. Expert, Lord, I'm not an expert. I'm not a news anchor. I'm not a news reporter. So don't take my word for it. Everything that I am saying here will be based on my own personal opinion and just a little bit of the research that I have done. If you want to know a little bit more about what's going on in Nigeria, I urge you to, you know, Google to do your own research. There are so many um, resources out there. Of course, there's YouTube, there's Google, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. People are doing a really good job of updating these social media sites to let people know about what's going on because mainstream media is not picking it up and they're not... Um, you're not reporting it as they should and that's another that's something that's also making me upset a little bit um that when all of these insurgencies happen in Africa it seems that the media does not want to um they don't want to pick it up they don't want to report it what they will do is they will use Africa as a ploy to get donations. They like to see Africa as this destitute, destitute, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Des- like a destitute, infectious, disease-ridden, you know, place where they can come and take resources and in terms of natural or human But when Africa is crying out for help in terms of a revolution, they don't want to do it. My personal opinion as to why the news and a lot of these world powers do not want to assist the youth of Africa as they're crying. And I'm saying youth of Africa, not because I don't know that, you know, Africa is a continent, but because Nigeria is not the only place that's having these insurgencies it's not the only place that's having this revolution i should say um i was on twitter and i saw that nigeria has ansars trending congo congo is bleeding namibia south africa cameroon liberia zambia so there and zimbabwe as well so it's not just in nigeria and i'm sure these are not the only countries in africa that are having these cultural revolutions It's going on across the continent. However, my personal opinion is that the West and the powers that be do not want Africa to be revolutionized. They don't want Africans to move forward. Africa is more beneficial to them in the current state that it is in because if Africa is quote unquote lawless, if our governments continue to treat us the way they do and not see us as human beings and not try to give us basic rights, basic needs, it's cheaper for the West to come in and take natural resources within an undeveloped nation. 
people can't come to the United States is if like I don't know like uh, and and people won't come to the United States and undervalue the products and services that the United States offers, but they can do that in Africa, right? They can do that on, and I say the entire continent they can do that on the entire continent congo for instance produces the materials that go in your cell phone i think it's cobalt that go in your cell phone but the people who are mining for these things are children okay where would you see in the united states that children will be mining for anything without child protective services being called but the west can exploit congo because it's beneficial for their pockets because they can char- they can get the national resources at pennies and then charge us $1200 for iPhones that I will stupidly purchase right so it's beneficial for africa to remain in the current state that it is for the west for the powers that be but it is not beneficial for africa to remain in the state that it is for africans in africa right now africans are tired the youth are tired they have woken up they've always been awake honestly but at this point this is a time when they are really screaming because they've been saying it for a long time like talking to people at least within my circle and once again like I said everything I'm saying here is based on my opinion and my experiences within my circle when I went back to Nigeria for school there were people that I would communicate with and talk to and they would you know and it's like yo something is on the horizon because the way these 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 people these youths are talking they they know what's going on because you can't send you can't you can't give people a cell phone with internet access in this globalized world that we're in and expect people to see wait a minute this is not how it's happening out there in other countries people vote and your votes matter people protest and change happens people have steady light people have, you can't you know you you won't expect that the typical Nigerian or African person would have access to this globalized world that we're in now and not expect more for themselves. If they didn't, I would judge them. If they were content with the status quo, I would judge them. I'd be right there judging you. But the fact that Africans in to- in, to- in totality, and I'm speaking in generalization, has seen that, yo, it doesn't have to be like this. And this is not putting the blame on our parents or anything like that, because I don't know what they went through. I wasn't there um, when they were, you know, fighting, the- when there was a civil war in Nigeria. I wasn't there when my parent, my father had to make the decision to leave Nigeria and then not come back to live. Um, I wasn't there. I, I don't know what all that, what all went in his mind. What I do know is what's happening right now. For too long, our politicians have played us for fools. They And they're still playing us for fools. Y'all, they are still playing us for fools. So, okay. And here's the thing that kind of made me upset last week. And this is why I did not post last week because I was just, woo, angry. On October 20th, in 2020, this is a day that will go down in history as Bloody Tuesday. Protesters were at Lekki Tollgate in Lagos, and they were seated on the ground with Nigerian flag in hand, singing the national anthem. A few hours prior to this happening, some people had come and they had shut off the cameras 
And then and people were like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you shutting up the cameras? Like, that's random. They're like, oh, the government told us to do it. So while Nigerian youth and some of our elders were out there protesting, sitting down peacefully singing the national anthem that ends in peace and unity, the Nigerian military opened fire because the governor of Lagos State had imparted a curfew that same day, requiring people to be home by a certain time. Now, I don't like, to, I would not, I don't want to live in Lagos. Lagos is fun. I would visit Lagos and I will leave. <laughs> I don't think I would live in Lagos because the traffic is ridiculous. So you impart a curfew in the morning and you tell people to be home by a certain time in Lagos where there's traffic, where someone can be sitting in traffic for three, four hours, maybe five, and you expect them to be at home, and you, you tell them this morning, hey, everyone needs to be home by this time. You give them less than 24 hours notice of this curfew, and you expect everyone to be home. Okay, fine, whatever. So people are protesting the curfew. They were sitting down peacefully protesting. I've, I studied law in Nigeria, and I studied constitutional law. We have a right to peacefully assemble. We do. Nigerians have the right to peacefully assemble. So they are sitting there peacefully assembling, reading, singing the national anthem. The Nigerian military opens fire, shooting mercilessly. People were injured, people died. There was a DJ who is um, always like giving updates. She was there, she was live streaming. So people were watching this thing live happen, okay? People were watching it happen. The next day, the Nigerian, the governor of Lagos State comes out to start saying nonsense um, about how only two people died or, oh, I don't know what happened. We don't know how that happened. The president didn't say anything till a few days later and then he opened his mouth. He should have kept it closed. He didn't say nothing either. He did not apologize. He did not sympathize with the youth. He only sympathized with the police, which shows you where his priorities lie not with the not with the people he is he's sworn to protect not with the people who put him in power no but with the police that he pays pennies but you know i digress so the 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 politicians are taking nigerian youth as as jokes they are saying that oh they found um there was, they, they found a camera. They found a camera. Like, after days, they found a camera. If you look at the camera, you look at the picture, the camera, the lens was off, was closed. The lens wasn't even pointing in the direction of where this shooting happened. Then the Nigerian army was like, oh, this didn't happen. I was just like, it's, it's just it's just so frustrating to me because they really think that just because they themselves are stupid, that we are we are stupid as well. Like they really think that people who literally watched a massacre happen live on Instagram were stupid enough to believe that you have that somebody got thousands of Nigerians together and said, "Hey, guess what would be great? Let's fake a massacre." I've heard from people we went to I went to school with who were saying they were jumping fences. I've heard from people who were there who were like they saw it happen. People were lying down, people were ducking, people were trying just to live simply because they had the audacity to protest and ask their government not for light, 
not for water, not for food, but simply for the right to be alive. And their government responded by opening fire. And then two, three days later, come back to say fake news, to say that didn't happen. One person says that didn't happen. Somebody else says, oh, only two people died. Even if, if, it, was, even if it was half a person, nobody should have died. There's no such thing as half a person. But you, you see what I'm saying? Two people, that's still two people. That's still two futures, gone. That's still two legacies, ceased. That's still two families that have to mourn and bury. Those, that's still two friends, gone. Two cousins, two siblings. That is still human life that is gone. Nobody should have had to die for this. Absolutely nobody. No one should have died. So it really does grind my gear. So after that, um, of course, people stopped protesting. Um, they asked that everyone, you know, return home because this is getting violent and things like that. Then the lootings happened. And at first I was like, oh, man, come on, y'all. You know, this the looting is not necessary, you know. But then again, I had to stop and kind of check my own privilege. Like, I'm not there. I'm sitting in my house where my biggest concern was, oh, my God, it rained really bad one day and I lost internet for five hours. I'm not there. I'm not in a, in a position where people are fighting, literally fighting for their lives. I'm not there. I'm not the one who is going hungry because the government has decided that they're just gonna be stupid. Um, so people were looting and people started looting and they weren't just like, I mean, I heard that biz local businesses were affected and I do sympathize with them. But what I've heard the most was that people were looting government warehouses. Now this is why this is so interesting. Back in March, when COVID was spreading like wildfire, um, a lot of billionaires in Nigeria, I was hearing, were like, oh, we're donating this many millions. We're donating this. We're donating, they were donating like money. We were, I was like, yo, look at Nigerians being, you know, um, charitable. Come through, yes. After like, you know, there were all the press and the photo ops and all of that, we didn't hear nothing else about these donations, right? Once again, I'm not there, so I don't know what's going on. I live vicariously through all my cousins who post on WhatsApp. Shout out to y'all. So they were like, oh, they, you know, they were supposed to, the government was supposed to kind of share what they call palliatives. So pretty much just like goods to kind of help people. So their version of a stimulus check. They were supposed to share food to people because um, Nigeria was going on a lockdown for two weeks. A lot of people in Nigeria cannot afford to go on lockdown for two weeks because a lot of people literally make their daily bread by working every day. They work to eat that day. So you, you're asking people to shut down for two weeks. They got to eat somehow. So that's what people were assuming that this money that was being donated and these funds that were being raised would go to these people. Turns out, <laughs> Governors of states are horrible human beings that should be punished and hell is waiting for them. Um, they were hoarding food for their citizens. 
warehouses have been located where COVID-19 relief has been found. And literally it says it on the pack, like bags of rice, not for sale, COVID-19 relief. Bags of noodles, not for sale, COVID-19 relief. If people could be this wicked, do you think hell is not real? Like, do you think that you're like, like you think that hell is not real? Do you think that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is not sitting up there watching you mistreat his children and you expect that it's just, you, it's just you're just gonna go scot-free like there's there's something like the god our god that is a vengeful vengeful god will not like will will not retaliate in some way i mean i understand that we've all been saved by grace thank you jesus however but sometimes i miss the god of the old testament because some of y'all need some of these people need to be smited okay just smite 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 because the fact that you are sitting in your comfortable house it's not enough as a governor as a senator as a politician for you to be raking in two million dollars every month two million dollars every month just by being an elected official it's not enough that that's happening but you're also stealing even more on top of that and not only are you stealing you are stealing from people who cannot afford their next meal and then when it comes time to for election you give them basins you give them little buckets you give them little packs of salt and tell them to vote for you no god like no 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 so I'm so, so, like, I've been disappointed in the Nigerian political system, but at this point, I, I don't even know how, like, my disappointment has just, I, I don't even think I can, I don't know how, I can't even articulate how disappointed I am. It is super frustrating that people who have been, quote unquote, I guess, elected, because I can't even say they were elected, they probably stole the election too. You're sitting here and you're watching your citizens the people that you have sworn quote unquote to protect and serve you're watching them starve while your pocket gets fatter while your children go um go to school abroad while your children go on vacations abroad but you're telling the youth of nigeria to show respect respect is reciprocal all right Respect is reciprocal. It's gone at the days when Nigerians will come and tell me that I have to respect you because you're my elder. No, 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 no. I respect you because you're respectable. If you are not respectable, then baby boy, baby girl, have several seats. Sit down. Go to the Georgia Dome. Pick a seat. Sit down. Go to the National Stadium. Pick a seat. Have several because respect is not only by age alone, and that is what has crippled, I believe, has crippled us. We are just out here because, oh, there are elders, there are elders. We have to respect our elders. No, 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 not gone are those days because our elders who are, and I'm not saying elders like our parents, but our elders like these politicians have failed us immensely. They have failed us immensely. And people are starving. Stop. When in the United States, when people were looting, people were looting places like Target, Nike, like stores, you know, trying to get, you know, like, you know, see whatever they can get. They were trying to get, they can get some good, some cute shoes, some bags, some hair, whatever. In Nigeria, people are looting for food. Food. People are simply trying to survive. And then politicians calling you Desmond Elliott will go up and you're supposed to be a youth, will go and stand in front 
of the National Assembly and with the with Mr. Speaker and say children are insulting the Oba. The Oba of Lagos himself, they found food in his warehouse for COVID-19 relief. That there is no more culture in Nigeria. What does culture have to do with anything? What does culture have to do with people who are dying? People, culture, for culture to survive, people need to survive. If you're so concerned with culture, for culture to survive, people need to live. That's kind of how it works. If, the, if a group of people pass away, their culture die with them. So if Nigerians can't eat, then we should not be worried about Nigerian culture. We need to be worried about Nigerians surviving. So this culture that you're so excited about can survive as well. Honorable Desmond Elliott. So it, it it I have been super frustrated. I was talking to my mom on that Tuesday, and I I don't think I've ever spoken to my mom the way I spoke to her. And I wasn't disrespectful to my mom never because she was snatching me up through the phone. But I was so angry with our politicians. She was like, "You need to calm down." I'm like, "I can't calm down. I can't calm down because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. They can't do this to people. They really can." And they're doing it. But I am so proud and I am thankful for the Nigerians that are out there who are who are doing their part um, to speak up. I don't know how I can um, support. Um, I think the, the people I was going to donate money to said they were no longer taking donations for the protest anymore. I think they are still probably taking donations for other things. I'm not sure. But this is my way of... Um, bring in awareness to what's going on in Nigeria and like I said please just do your own research don't take my word for it alone just I can't watch the videos um y'all know I am a very empathetic person and if I watch a video of somebody dying or any type of tragedy it sits with me for a very long time so I am trying to protect my mental health um by not exposing myself to that um but just because I'm not watching the video does not mean I'm ignorant of the fact that it's happening I know it's happening and it's so tragic so my prayers are definitely with the families of the victims who have who 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 we've lost for this revolution knowing that your legacy will never be tarnished um those who were injured in the massacre I pray to God for a speedy recovery I pray that there's no permanent damage and I pray that you come out of this stronger than when you went in Nigeria will remember you for your sacrifice that you did not have to make um you are on the right side of history so we support the NSARS movement the NSWAP movement we support the end bad governance um, movement. We support the end of Buhari's career and we support the end of the two-party system in Nigeria, two-party majority system in Nigeria. Um, we support the end of people older than Nigeria running for office. Um, Nigeria is 60, 60 years old, 60 years old. So I don't believe that anybody over the age of 60 should be president. Um, that's just my personal opinion. No one asked for it, but I gave it. So thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble. I needed to talk this out and get it out of my system. So thanks for listening. If you listen this far, you know, um, follow me on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, Afros and Encara. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, rate us on 
um, Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, guys. You know, let other people hear my rambling thoughts. Why not? Um, So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Keep your head up. It's Halloween. So happy Halloween. Stay home. Stay home. Ain't nothing out there for you. Stay home. Bye.